This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Bill Ryder with you. We've been talking that college football national championship. Let's be fair. Beat down last night. And to dive into it a little more to get some perspective from a gentleman who has coached at the highest levels, college football analyst, our friend, Houston Nutt, joins me now on the show. Coach, good morning. Hey, good morning. Really good morning for Georgia fans. Uh, let me let me ask you this. Obviously, the final score, the entirety of the game, was, was just total domination for Georgia at the expense of TCU. How much of that, Coach, of what you saw in terms of the way that game went would you chalk up to Georgia's superiority, and how much would you chalk up, and this is something Sonny Dykes talked about a little bit, to TCU's players maybe not playing at the level that they could have because they felt a little overwhelmed and felt a little nervy? Yeah, I, I just got to chalk everything up on the Georgia side right now. When you watch that game, I watched it from start to finish. have a lot of respect for Sonny Dykes, the job they did. I get it. But when you look at that game last night, well, I know it's a big, big scene. I know it's a national championship game, but you know this team beat Michigan. This team has made a lot of comebacks. It's did a lot of great things throughout the year, but it was just, uh, it was just a mismatch. And uh, when you look at the line of scrimmage, and that was the one thing I was concerned about before the game. Is I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. I have so much faith in Max Duggan, but that line of scrimmage play. And you know Georgia coming off, you know Kirby Smart after the week they had before saying, hey, that wasn't good enough, uh, we got to clean some things up. And, you know, you had that type of attitude after escaping Ohio State. Uh, man, they were hitting on every single cylinder, and it just they just looked bigger, stronger, faster. And you say, hey, the moment's too big or it's, the lights were too bright, hadn't been on that stage. I get all that, but – when they play that many games and, and they've won the way they've won all year long, when you look at it to me, i got to lean Georgia all the way. Coach, quick follow-up TCU question for you before we get into to, to Georgia a little more thoroughly. In practical terms, to what degree, if any, does TCU now have a change or an advantage in recruiting nationally and more specifically, obviously, in a, in a state in Texas where there's a lot of competition from schools that recruit there and then obviously play there, but it is, it is obviously ripe with with college football talent? No question about it. When you had the year that Coach Dykes has had this year, your name has been out there more than ever, more in the history of the school. And so 
it, it's going to help. There's no question about it. It's going to help recruiting because TCU uh, has been on everybody's mind late. I mean, they were Cinderella. I mean, they were a team that uh, almost a team of everybody was saying a team of destiny that that had so many great wins and uh, the exposure. When you look at the exposure throughout the year, especially November, December, and then then beating Michigan, your name is out there. And so, especially in Texas, Sonny Dykes will do a great, great job in Texas. And, of course, you still got to compete against Texas, Texas A&M. But they, they've always really gotten second uh, to, 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 to the likes of Texas and Texas A&M. But you're, you're going to be able to get in more living rooms now. And with the evaluation, the way Sonny Dykes evaluates, Texas is such a big state. They're going to major in that. But to answer your question, definitely, this is will help. No question about it. Houston Nutt here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Coach, one of my favorite sayings from sports, really from life, came from, from um, Pat Riley's autobiography. And it was about the disease of more, about how when people are successful in anything, any walk of life, that's when it's hardest and most important to hold on to the habits that, that got you there. Georgia's top of the mountain right now, back-to-back national championships, utter domination. But it's obviously college football is a very, very competitive landscape. And this is not a shot at Clemson, but we had this talk about Clemson a few years ago, and they're still a very strong program, but they're not the dominant program in college football. And the talk, they were going to dominate college football indefinitely. That's just hard to do. What is required of Kirby Smart in Georgia to be at this level, not necessarily 65-7, but to be a consistent championship contender over the next five or six or seven years, to emulate, for lack of a better comparison, what we've seen from Alabama and Nick Saban? Yeah, great question. Well, to me, it starts with this. If you look at the start of the year, how many people said, okay, they lost, let's see, 10 draft choices, you lost this many on defense, you know Georgia's going to take a step back, way back. But what happens? They don't. And that is the lifeline. That's the question, the previous question about recruiting. Recruiting, and of course, it starts in state. When you can recruit in your own state to get the majority of your players, you got an advantage. And so Georgia can start at home, and then they can go out. And so it's the consistency of evaluating, having assistant coaches that are putting their foot to the middle. This is one thing I always respected Coach Saban about. He could win a national title, celebrate it for 24 hours, maybe right back in the living room, right back. I remember so many times hearing, boy, he's right back on it. And so that he's learned from Coach Saban. And if you look at this back-to-back, these back-to-back years, to lose that many draft choices, that means there's a consistency. That means there's not a, mm, I'm, I'm going to take a deep breath because we won the national title last year. I'm just going to just sit and feel real good and happy. No. No, there's an intensity there. And if you look at the staff and you look at this group that is constantly on, on, on their toes of recruiting, because I, 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 was, I was one of those. I thought uh, Georgia would not be as good defensively. Now, overall, I don't know if they are as good compared to last year, but I'll tell you what, when you look at them this year, they, they have so much speed and they cre- create so much disruption in the line of scrimmage it's just it's unbelievable to watch. So it's the consistency of doing it. Hey, you won, get back to work. You won, go to work. It's the consistency. 
Coach Houston Nutt, if you were given a, a magic wand, a college football magic wand, and you were able to wave it and create college football's playoff expansion a, a little bit a little bit earlier, um, who would have been the team this year in a matchup in a college football playoff that, that would have had the best chance to trip up Georgia? And when you just look at I know it didn't go that way, but who was the, the most likely team of every team that could have beaten Georgia in this kind of a scenario? Well, I'm going to go to two teams. I'm going to go back to Ohio State. Yeah, <laughs> they had they, they had their opportunity, guys. It was right there. In fact, uh, during the game, you know, I thought, you know what, Georgia's going down. C.J. Stroud's on fire. He 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 won my respect. This guy, they can't they can't bottle him up. And if you have a quarterback like that that could extend, and this is where I thought Max Duggan would give him a, give a, the Horn Frog a chance because. You've got to be. You're not going to be able to sit there and protect all game. So you got to move the launching points, and you got to be able to have a quarterback that can extend a play and escape. Well, C.J. Stroud did all that, and then they had Mar- a guy like Marvin Harrison who could create separation. And so when they lost him, boy, there was an immediate drop, you know, down. So I'd say them, and then I got to go back to Alabama. Alabama with Bryce Young and Will Anderson, two great, great leaders. Uh, that showed, hey, look, I'll, I'll play that last game in the Sugar Bowl, and and you look how they they dominated. I, I just have a lot of confidence in, in in a quarterback like like these guys, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. To me, that's where it starts. And again, I love Max Duggan, but again, like what we talked about before, I was worried about the line of scrimmage and just the athleticism, you know, being able to to hold up. So I'd say Bama, Ohio State, uh, Houston, not here on the show. Coach, obviously, Georgia's extremely well put together. They're talented. They're recruiting BMF. They're, they're amazing. But but nobody is going to go out there and put a plan together where their hope is that when it comes time to compete for a, for a college, a national championship, or even just over the course of a season, there's going to be a 25-year-old quarterback at the helm. That, that's a happy accident for Georgia. It's not the plan. Not a shot at all at, at Stetson Bennett. What a, what a season. What a run. What a couple seasons. But that said, because it's unusual, what advantages, if you do wake up and you're any coach, including Kirby Smart, and you have a 25-year-old quarterback who just happens to be, has earned in this sort of weird circumstance being the QB at a, at a collegiate level, what are the advantages of having an adult, a 25-year-old, in, in that position that you almost never see from 20, 20, 21-year-olds? Great, great advantage. I want to go back to last year and even the previous year, I'd go from DFW, Dallas-Fort Worth, to New York. I'd fly every Thursday. And a lot of times there'd be some Georgia in Dallas to change and play, some Georgia fans, and they'd, be, and they'd say, hey, Coach, you know, we got to get better. We're, we're, well, we got a great team, but, well, we, gotta, we really need a better quarterback. They were saying that about Stetson Bennett. And, and my, how quick that changed. And this, we're talking about a five ten, and in the eyes of the fans, from two years ago, it's like mm, he just just doesn't meet the eye. You know, doesn't pass the eye test. I just don't think he's big enough, strong enough. Just don't think he can do it. But now going back to this question that you asked, here this guy is. If you go back and look from the very first time, I remember him coming in an Arkansas game when Arkansas had George on the ropes a couple years back. He comes in and wins the game. He is so accurate. Last night, his ball was so on point. Now, he has tremendous weapons and a supporting cast. There's no question. But that ball is in place. It, it's perfect. 
it's in stride. I, there's maybe one or two balls he missed last night. Now, it helps when you can have a clean uniform and stand up, and you got a clean pocket. And he had a clean pocket. But, man, and then I don't know if you noticed, there's one time where they the Horned Frogs blitzed him. What does he do? He escapes, and he runs for the first down. He's faster than you think. And so you add all that up with a 25-year-old with all these games under his belt who can get you out of the wrong play and get you in the right play and then be able to take, you know, some tough coaching. I mean, what did Kirby Smart say right after the game? Hey, Stetson Bennett, the fourth, has got to play better. He's, he's won a lot of – now, he won the Ohio State game in my mind. He won it. But he's getting on him. After the game, he's getting on this guy. And so I've got so much respect for Stetson Bennett, the fourth. What an unbelievable story. 25 years of age, wisdom, coach on the field, and you can't say enough about Todd Munkin and the job he did last night of creating. The defense was great. Kirby Smart, hey, they deserve uh, accolades for all they re- the way they recruited, they game plan. But how about Todd Munkin? He had them confused, mixed up, kept them off balance, getting the ball to a guy like Brock Bowers, those backs, Washington, the receivers. It was it was fun to watch, and that wouldn't it wouldn't be fun to watch if you're on the other side. <laughs> that is for sure. Uh, Houston Nutt here on, on the show, Coach. I want to close with a with a non national championship question about Texas A&M and just full disclosure I mean give me your perspective obviously uh we have um we've been highly skeptical of 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 this this combo here on the show but maybe maybe we're wrong what do you make of the likelihood of success of Jimbo Fisher turning to of all people Bobby Petrino as his offensive coordinator for that role at A&M you know I that surprised me. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I, we, I, I know that uh, I've coached against Bobby Petrino, and we know that he has a good mind. The whole deal there to me is, is chemistry. Um, you know, Jimbo's always called plays. So he's one of the, he, he, you know he's going to want to get in the kitchen. And he want, I, I'm, it, it'd be hard for me to believe, and I'm an outsider. I have no inside information. But it'd be hard for me to believe that he's just going to step completely away. So that means there's got to be give and there's got to be take. There's got to be chemistry. And that would be my only question. Is everybody going to be unselfish enough to put all thoughts and use your brain power to put a game plan together and not worry about the feelings and not worry about whose offense it is, but get it done? And the A&M Aggies, I, I talked to a lot of Aggie fans and boosters right here in this area, and, hey, they want it. They not only want it, they, they demand it. And um, everybody wants to win yesterday. So this is a big, big move. But to me, it, to me it's going to go back to it was a surprise move from, from you know, just outside looking in. Uh, we know that Bobby Petrino has talent and calling plays. We know that. But will it all fit? Will it all work together? To me, it's very important, chemistry. Well said, Coach. And I can tell you that we're certainly skeptical here on on Ryder Than You. Uh, Coach Houston Nutt, it's been an absolute pleasure visiting with you in and out, you know, week after week over the course of this college football season. Your insight, your your graciousness to make time for us, your candor, 
you're an absolute pro. We appreciate you. Looking forward to talking to you again next year, if not before then. And as always, thank you so much for, for the time you, you give the folks listening to the show. I always say hey, I love listening to you guys, and I always uh, appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you, Coach. Houston Nutt on the program. What a nicer way than I say the Petrino-Jimbo combo is going to be an utter and total fiasco. It ain't going to work, Tommy. <laughs> it's not going to work at all. They're going to need chemistry, something neither man's ever possessed with any other man on the face in their, in their entire collegiate <laughs> career. All right. Um, how's buy or sell today? I haven't asked you. Uh, let's go with luxurious. Are you trying to cut that back to one question? Yeah, uh, I really, you know, if you do like a half a question, I'll give you some context. You make up what the question should be. <laughs> Yesterday in the buy or sell. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, we got buy or sell. It's luxurious. It's a um, luxurious. Is a, I mean, that's 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 pretty exciting. All right. We'll get into a luxurious buy or sell here on Rider Than You in a moment on CBS Sports Radio. Looking to save time and money in the new year? Get HelloFresh and take control of the clock and your budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Spend less time in the kitchen with new fast and fresh recipes like Falafel Power Bowls or Southwest Pork and Bean Burritos, my personal favorite. Each pack with flavor and ready in just 15 minutes with over 35 weekly recipes and 70 seasonal and convenient items. There's Always something new to try and pre-portioned ingredients and set-by-step instructions make it easy to whip up a tasty meal right at home. This year, skip that extra trip to the market, cut back on takeout, and get HelloFresh delivered instead. At 25% cheaper than takeout, HelloFresh is the easiest and most delicious way to save. Start the year off right with a great deal on America's number one meal kit. Sign up today for 22 free meals plus shipping with code THANU22 at HelloFresh.com slash ThanU, as in this show's name without my last name, ThanU22. That's code ThanU22 at HelloFresh.com slash ThanU22. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Bogish, actually, D-Cell. You, you've, you know who Johnny Cash is, right? Absolutely, yeah. Right. Yeah. Boy Named Sue. Great song. Premise of the song is that this dude is named Sue, and he beats up everybody all the time because he's mad about his name. He has to prove his masculinity. Finds his dad at a bar, beats the crap out of him, and his dad basically says, hey, you're tough because I named you Sue. All right, great song. Not quite the same thing, but don't you think it'd be hard to carry the name Stetson? And you'd have to turn out pretty confident to be named Stetson in the South. Yeah, I mean, that's that's named for a kid who was a walk-on and then wins two national championships. That's, that's right? how he proves his toughness. Stetson. No? I, I had never heard Bogus? that. I'm not going to lie. I had never heard that name prior to Stetson Bennett. Oh, you've heard of the hat, though? Yes. Right, yeah, yeah. And he's the fourth. So right. we're, we've doubled and doubled and doubled down on the name. I mean, you've got to live up to that, and I think he has. I refuse to name – Lori really wanted to name Henry William, and I just would never – and I'm not judging the Stetson family. It worked out. I would never name my kid after me is what I'm saying. I love the name William, and I love that you named your kid's middle – name, or first name, sorry, yeah. after me. Sorry, I got confused there. Thank you, D-Cell. Uh, like, I wouldn't want my kid to carry my name. I think that'd be hard. Like Lori, it's the first question my wife asked me if we wanted to name our son Thomas, and I didn't even let her finish the question. I said no. Doesn't sound like you at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not like me whatsoever. <laughs> um, Bogus and I have actually come up with a nickname for little Will. We just, it's a little early, but because you're pretty daddy, he's going to be prettier daddy when he gets older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, that's what you want. I mean, you want your kid to be better than you, so of course root for prettier daddy. He already has better takes than me, too. Uh, that's not hard. Well, so does this pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Your takes are your takes. Your takes there, there. <laughs> your take that... Okay, I don't even want to. I'm not even making up that you said the NFL playoffs should go to four games. I don't even have to exaggerate that. No, that's a real thing that actually happened, and I stand by it. <laughs> you shouldn't. You should. You just be like, what am I saying? A whole hour later, sticking with it. You know me, absolutely. Um. Uh. All right, I, I have a I have a little history fact for, for for Andrew that's going to be a buy or sell question. So let's let's um let's get into the luxurious, according to D Cell, buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bogus, 10 years ago today, exactly today, I was a, a writer for a different different company and a different uh, radio network, not as good as ours, foisted me one day a week upon poor Archell Hawkins. Archell Hawkins, the former... Uh, player for the for the Bengals and I think the Patriots for a short time wanted had a weekday show wanted a solo weekend show they gave it to him and then four days before he showed up to do his solo show they're like oh yeah you're gonna pair with this guy named Bill Ryder out of Kansas City and it was the first time I was ever on the radio as a, as like my own show I filled in a couple times so this is my 10-year anniversary of having a radio show buy or sell you're glad that moment happened bye oh, okay, hey. why would I not be Archell was so pissed. They told both of us. They told both of us we were gonna have a solo show, and then they're just like three days. We're like, oh yeah, you're working with this guy. 
<laughs> fun. Sounds like radio. He's a great guy, though. I mean, Artrell, I haven't talked to Artrell in a minute, but he is one of the, and I, I said this earlier on the air, one of the most great, most radio hosts don't, aren't very easy to work with when you're breaking in. What an incredible human being. Anyway, 10 years ago today, I apologize, America. <laughs> Still here. All right, Bill, let's start it off today. Some NFL coaching rumors. Now, the rumors have swirled all season long about Sean McVay walking away, and yesterday, the Rams head coach discussed his future going to take the next couple days um, to really be able to kind of reflect obviously a lot of conversations with various people um, that will dictate and determine um, the decision that's best for me my family um, the Rams and a lot of people and that's kind of where we're at with that my question to you Bill buy or sell Sean McVay walking away after LA's 5 and 12 season I I want to give an answer and I normally feel pretty good about making judgments on people in general with you know whatever amount of information is presented. Andrew, Tom, I don't have a good read. I just don't feel like I have a good read on whether I think McVeigh is really struggling with whether he wants to coach in the short term, or whether he's a little bit of a drama queen here. To be honest, like a little bit, you know, this is just one of those things we're gonna have to get used to. Well, the one thing that I I don't think I'd be okay with is if he doesn't want to be the coach in a rebuild. If that's the reason for this, and they have to rebuild because they sold their soul the last couple of seasons, get all of these players to win the title, he doesn't get to run away from that. Like that, that to me is like this is the other half of the deal, and show some trust in Les Need and everybody else that maybe there's one more bad year, and by 2024, things are back going in in the right direction. If some people are restless and want to move around, I get that. He seems to be. A maniac. That's why he's where he is right now. Could he be just simply burned out? Absolutely. He may just want to do something different. All of those things are fine. That's his life. But I'd, it'd be hard for me to accept. I'd be annoyed by the fact if this was just about him not wanting to be there while they fix the problems created by him and them winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that falls under the under the sort of drama queen thing, don't you? Like, I, I, I think... Pretending that you're burned out, or pretending you—I just don't know if I if I buy it. I don't know if I buy it. To, to Bogus is very, very like well thought out point. I, I'm with Andrew because there's no none of us believe if he walks away from the Rams right now, like he will be a coach again, whether it's two years from now, one year from now, five years from now. I mean, the dude's only 36 years old. Like he will be an NFL head coach again, whether he walks away now or later. Yeah, I mean, there's no need to just you, you know. I, I I don't know. I, what was the question? Would I be surprised if he walked away? Uh, yes, buy or sell Sean McVay walking away right now. <sighs> I thought the Stafford thing was really telling. Stafford making it very clear. I'll be here either way. I'm, I'm either way. I'll, I'll buy. Bye. All right, let's stay in coaching here. Nathaniel Hackett was fired as head coach of the Broncos after the team lost on Christmas Day to the Rams 51-14. to Now, Hackett's brief head coaching tenure saw multiple miscues at the end of games and ultimately finished with a 4-11 and record. However, Bill, Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, said he would be open to Hackett returning to Green Bay's coaching staff. Hackett, of course, was the Packers' offensive coordinator from 2019 to 2021. Buy yourself that Nathaniel Hackett is hireable right now in any capacity to an NFL coaching staff. It is, a, it is such a reasonable question, but it speaks to how badly that went. I mean, people have failed before and, and been very Romeo Cornell, very I think very good coordinator. 
I mean, Josh McDaniels, pretty good coordinator. Maybe very. It's hard to tell with Brady. I'll buy that he's. I'll buy that he's employable. Buy. Buy or sell bogus that it's. And I'm not trying to criticize you the whole show, G. Sell, but it's a mistake not to refer to him forever as Nathaniel can hack it. I mean, you have to do it. Uh, the problem is, even though he didn't hack it in Denver, this is the NFL, and he's got connections. Right. He, he knows people. He's going to have a job, whether it's you know quarterback coach, offensive coordinator, offensive analyst. Like someone's going to give him work with a chance to kind of reset things and maybe restart the trajectory to be a head coach again. That's the most you know probably not likely, but someone he's not unhirable by any extent of the imagination. I, and right or wrong, and it's probably right. Coaches value guys to be coordinators who have head coaching experience. That is largely valued around the NFL. That kind of experience. All right, let's go from coaches to quarterbacks. After losing his starting job this season and being inactive for multiple games down the stretch for the Jets, quarterback Zach Wilson was asked yesterday how he would react if New York signed or traded for a veteran quarterback this offseason. I'm going to make that dude's life hell in practice every day. You know, I'm going to I'm going to go out there and do my best uh, to just show the coaches that I deserve to be there and you know, and it's not it's not in a negative way, it's a positive way. It's making everybody else, you know, better hopefully and and you go out there and you just attack Gonna give him hell. Buy or sell Zach Wilson can find success with the Jets. I'll, I mean, I'll tentatively buy. Like, I, I love, buy. I love, I love the comment. I also was tickled. I don't know why. I was really amused by your transition. I re- we from go from coaches, coaches to, to quarterbacks. quarterbacks. <laughs> I can't do anything right this week. No, it's not bad. I no, just, that's good. It's a good one. I just love your commitment to the transition. It's, it's. I'm not making fun of you. Uh, feels a little bit like you are. Like the not, the laughter seems to be a giveaway. I'm more just, I just like you, man, and you and you make me laugh. Yeah, these are this is good, happy, positive laughter. This is what endearing about you. I, I need one of those. Um, and wait for it, seven touchdown. I need one of those. <laughs> I got a hard pause. Too. You yeah. gotta let it breathe a little bit. Okay, you did do a hard pause earlier though. Like you did do like to start <laughs> one of these like a super hard pause yeah. that I was I liked. It worked. Like give me a. Stetson Bennett last night accounted for, and get this, six touchdowns as Georgia beat any one of those. Wait for it. Wait for it. All right, let's get to some college football here. 18 players and coaches make up the 2023 College Football Hall of Fame class, headlined by Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush. Tebow, of course, won a Heisman Trophy and was a two-time national champion at Florida, while Reggie Bush, Bush also won a Heisman Trophy and a BCS championship at USC, though Reggie was a freshman and wasn't yet the impact player that he turned into. Buy or sell Reggie Bush was a better college football player than Tim Tebow. I knew you were going to sell. Sell. I I don't, I mean, it's positional, right? I I was thinking about this when um, when Stetson Bennett was, was walking off for the last time in the fourth quarter yesterday and getting the sort of ovation of love he deserved. How rare it is to win two, let alone back to back. But how I still think collegiately, I I'm not sure there's been a a more a, I hate to use a better football player than Tim Tebow. I'm with you. I think Tim was the better player. I think Reggie was just so fun to watch. Reggie was a better football player, but I don't think he was the better college football player. Bogish, I think, might be wrestling to go in a different direction. No, I'm trying to trying to like reword the question. Who would you I like the question? I know, you know it's like a the, good question. It should yeah. have it should have led the whole thing off. Who would <laughs> you 
always got to give some sort of jab. Exactly. Who would you, if you could play one game as Tim Tebow, Florida quarterback, or Reggie Bush, USC running back, who'd you pick? Reggie Bush in a heartbeat. Like, that dude was so much fun to watch. Like, he made college football fun. Like, I understand Tim Tebow was a winner, but Reggie Bush, I mean, he's part of the reason why, like, I fell in love with college football. Am I in college? If I get the full 24 hours, I don't care which of the guys I have. It's not the game that's going to be the party. Oh, my God. Um, I don't know, man. I might. I mean, Tebow, everything, obviously, he's a quarterback, went through Tebow, and he was so electric. Also, if you're Tebow, you got to play for Urban Meyer. That was a real thing. Yeah, but that worked then. Urban Meyer and dysfunction wasn't, wasn't dysfunctional then. Yeah. That's a great. That's a great question. Off the top of your head, who's a better co- collegiate player than those two guys this century? Like who springs to mind? Those are two. Of, those are two of the guys. If memory serves correct, a couple months ago, me and Bogus argued about Tim Tebow and Baker Mayfield. I think Baker's on the list, but Baker never won a national championship. So never like, won. He's not. Oh. He's not that high. I think Johnny Manziel's on the list, but he's not. He's not hot. He. There's a game where, if I remember this right, it's been a long time, he beat Alabama basically single-handedly at A&M, which was amazing. Maybe almost beat them. Maybe I remember that wrong. He took him to overtime. But he didn't win a national championship. I, am I missing anybody, Bogey, who, like, this century, better, more important college Vin, uh, Vince player? Young. Vince Young's a good one. That's it, yeah. No, he's in, he got one, but is that right, one? Yeah, actually, yeah, that was the, he's in my head because that's the drive. last Big 12 national title. Was that, was that epic the f- final drive, right? Yeah. Still the best game I've ever seen, college football. Absolutely. Yeah, a, I agree with that's that. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a great one. Trying to think, is there an Ohio State player in I here? I know, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to think, too. I, don't... I mean, does Tua get involved? Tua's I mean, not in that class. It's interesting because, like, his emergence into that game in the second half, my memory's terrible, was incredible. I mean, he, he 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 saved Alabama's national championship season. Absolutely. He stepped into that game and he won the game. I, I don't know if he had the consistent level. The other guys were cons- – yeah. Two is, two is interesting. You going to go with Reggie or with Tim? I'm going to go with Tim. I'm going to go with Tim Tebow. Sell. All right, let's get to the NBA here. After leaving Sunday's game against the Heat, after Jimmy Butler collided into his knee, Kevin Durant's MRI revealed a sprained MCL. KD will be reevaluated in two weeks and is expected to miss a full month of game action. Buy or sell, Bill, the Brooklyn Nets continuing their hot streak. They've won 18 of their last 20 without Kevin Durant. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell. I ran sell. the numbers again last night on Kyrie Irving's winning percentage when he plays with the team since he left Cleveland and when he doesn't. So let me just, let me try to boil it down. In five consecutive seasons that Kyrie Irving has played in the NBA since he left the Cleveland Cavaliers, in games he hasn't played for his teams, it's totaling 147 games. So we're talking like a, a serious sample size of games. Kyrie's teams are better by winning percentage in four of the five seasons, including this year. And in one season, that's the exact same winning percentage. So you're talking 150 games. You're talking almost two seasons of basketball over five years. And when Kyrie plays, the teams he plays for are worse 
than when he sits. That's an astounding statistic. And a true one. He's a bum. There it is. <laughs> As a player. All right, let's get to one. Well, Bogus looks, no? I was just waiting for for the other part of the of the answer. I never know if you're going to defend the Nets or try to prop them up. You picked them for the finals, but yesterday you said you're not a Nets guy. Like, I never know which way so, you lean. Durant getting hurt is the least surprising thing on earth, other than maybe Ben Simmons playing actual minutes. <laughs> and and I don't know if Kyrie's going to going to full outwardly, we're going to see it go dysfunction on his team, but they just... They don't. They don't win. They don't win when he plays. It's it's an astounding. I'm going to be on CBS Sports HQ at 4:15 Eastern, which is now during that block, also on CBS Sports Network. So check it out. Ooh. And I think we're going to talk about this and throw up the stats. So this three-hour block now from um, three to six Eastern, CBS Sports HQ is running on CBS Sports Network. If you want to check it out there, um, they just they don't they don't win. Teams are are less effective. They're still effective largely. Although sometimes not, they just teams are less effective when he plays. It's it's a it's a crazy but true statistical reality. So the wrong net got hurt Sunday in Miami is what you're saying. One hundred percent, the wrong net got hurt in that game, and the one that was inevitably. I'm just going to give it to you because I'm all right. This year, you ready? Mm. Kyrie with Kyrie, the Nets are twenty and 10, 67 win percentage. They're seven and three, seventy percent without him. All right, small sample size, marginal still. Last year, with Kyrie, they were 14-15. and 15. This is in the regular season. They won 48% of their games. Without Kyrie, they were 30-23. and 23. They won 57% of the games. His, the year before that in Brooklyn, with Kyrie, was the exact same without Kyrie, 67%. But his first year in Brooklyn, remember, there was no Durant. There was no, it was just Kyrie. With Kyrie, they were 8-12, and 12, 40%. Without him, they won 57% of their games. And the same trend is true with the Celtics. I won't go through all. It's just, it's amazing to me. Got me to rant. I didn't rant do anything. I didn't do anything. A Kevin Durant about Kyrie Ooh, that was a good one. Ooh. Learn from the best. Bogus buy or sell. Kyrie Irving is more problematic to the net chance of success than Ben Simmons. Ooh. That's a tough question. I'm gonna see. Yes, I think I think the Kyrie like ticking time bomb fear buy. that I have. So I'll buy that. It doesn't feel like they need Simmons to play a lot of minutes or play well to be great. If Kyrie is not a problem, he's just kind of blended in during this hot streak, and obviously that's with KD. But he, you know, seven points, six rebounds, five assists. Yep. Like he's been fine. He's been out there, so we're not really talking about him. But he's nowhere near the player he used to be. Oh, he's a shell of himself, and. Harden looks pretty good. I'm not sure it'll translate to the play. Whatever. Hard, I mean, the trade is what a loss for Brooklyn. All right. We went a little long, which we've never <laughs> done before in the history of this show. Yeah, this feels uh, weird. Irresponsible we, almost. I know, right? It, it's like it's like brave new territory. It's like when Star Trek, when they go beyond the bounds of space. Now, you're, you've been in radio for 10 years now. Whose yeah. job would it be to keep the show on schedule? On schedule. Right. Are we still best friends? It's January 10th, I and mean, we only made it nine days. Whoever it, I'm sorry, I was talking. Uh, whoever <laughs> whoever it is might be too busy lobbying the NFL to cut their playoffs format down to four teams. I'm trying to get a hold of Roger. He's not responding to me. 
Raj. You know, the Rodster. <laughs> it would be a producer, Andrew. Oh, okay. It, that's, right, that's what I thought. Where can we get one of those? <laughs> on a tee. It's on a tee. Nope. Not taking the bait. Let's do maybe the world's shortest LeBron James segment. Or maybe we'll just talk about TV. I don't know. We're going to play it by ear. Uh, whatever it is, the mystery segment happens after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from everyone's best friend, Andrew Bogish. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back to the show. Bill Ryder with you here, along with Diesel. Bogus, he gone. Thank you for listening on this Tuesday. Uh, the Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Despite ranking 29th in total points allowed this season, the Lions held the Packers to 16 points on Sunday night at Lambeau Field to eliminate Green Bay from the playoffs. Detroit won the turnover battle as well, picking Aaron Rodgers off once and recovering an Aaron Jones fumble. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Tom, you know I'm not afraid to criticize people, and I'm certainly not afraid to criticize Aaron Rodgers. I have, I have enjoyed the accuracy of my criticism of the guy. And I, I don't like it when people fall into the trap of just saying the media lied, the media is bad, the media is wrong. That said, I because I'm a weirdo, I guess, I watched Aaron Rodgers' press conference again last night. Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers, not on I tweeted it wrong. Thank you, listeners. Uh, Sunday night, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, after Sunday night football, had a press conference that may be his last. And it was a lot of questions from reporters that have covered him a long time with the backdrop of will he or won't he be back. And the would you agree the presentation of his, the depiction of Rogers' behavior in that was snarky and he got the media? And I don't think that wasn't what happened. Like, I found him so thoughtful and authentic and smart and funny and interesting. And that doesn't take away from the criticisms of the past. All the things that I've said I think and are, are true. I don't think he's been a likable figure. But it's an interesting insight into maybe when he wants to be charming, when he wants to, be, when he wants to connect the way that he can. And maybe that's how he has presented himself to his teammates, if not his front office. And I also, like, I just, the guy was, ama- 
if it's a past tense. The guy was amazing and won a bunch of MVPs. And, and the single Super Bowl is not enough for his talent level, but that's where Russell Wilson seems to be stranded at. That is certainly where, absolutely where Drew Brees is. He's retired. Peyton Manning got two, but by, by barely hard to do. And I just, if I found it, really the most interest because he was raw and he was emotional and he was thoughtful and he was trying to obviously present himself in the right light, but I thought he let some of his guard down with people that have covered him a long time. And if you're interested in a perspective on Aaron Rodgers that we don't see a lot, he doesn't present, I think he tries too hard. It's worth watching. It's really interesting. Let's go a little bit deeper here. Do you think... Maybe calculate is not the right word, but do you think him letting his guard down, him trying to be likable and charming, does that lead you to believe that maybe this was it in a Green Bay Packer uniform? There's no doubt he thinks it's possible. I mean, I think it was clear from the questions and the fact he wouldn't give his jersey away to, I think it was Jamal Williams. I think think he's honestly thinking about it. As opposed to last offseason when we didn't buy it. Didn't buy it, didn't think it was true. That was a leverage play. That was absolutely a power play. And it was just an interesting reminder that and I'm guilty. We're all guilty of making mistakes. I get it. But the easy, snarky... Aaron Rodgers can be disrespectful to the media. He wasn't here. And if you watch it, because you read the quotes and they're presented a certain way, it sounds like he's being a jerk. If you watch it, he's smiling. He's getting a little emotional. I, I've covered teams where you got a guy that you've covered, but he kind of likes you, respects you, makes a joke about something. He went through all the beat writers, every one of them, and name-checked every one and made a little personal joke about, you know, this guy's going to write this, and you're going to. She's going to come in with this question. It's be great. It was. I just, and it felt like a goodbye. Maybe that's part of why it was. I, I found it so riveting. I don't know that he's made up his mind, but in that moment, it felt like it felt like a goodbye. It felt like, for lack of a better term, when you leave your high school girlfriend and you're planning maybe to stick together, but you kind of know as you drive out of that town, this might. This might be the last time I see the, this person in this context. It felt like that, you know, we're going to see, but this might be it from Aaron Rodgers. Which might work out for both parties involved, depending upon where Aaron Rodgers moves on to. And Packers are eventually going to get their answer about Jordan Love that they need. Why not the Niners, man? I, 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 if Trey Lance isn't, if they're not confident in his health. I mean, it's tricky because then you have Trey Lance and you have Brock Purdy as backups. I, I get it. But Aaron Rodgers, and he is diminished. He's not a bad player. He's a very good player, but he's not the guy that he was. Aaron Rodgers on this Niners team, they're the favorite. They are the. It's not even a question. And the weapons on that team that he's throwing to, I mean, Kittle alone, man. McCaffrey, I mean, give me a break. All right. We're going to do LeBron tomorrow, as you might have posited. You might have guessed. You might have put it together. We're also going to get in tomorrow on Tom wanting the NFL playoffs to be cut down to four. That's We're not letting go of that. I haven't even looked at my Twitter mentions. I can't bear to see what you all thought. All right, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you to D-Cell. Thank you to Bogus. Thank you to Houston Nut. I'm Bill Ryder. Appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.